Impalas. Shock Impalas. <laughs> hey. Oh. 20-inch rim on a Chevy Impala. Paula. <laughs> Big Doug Walton. Mad icon. Jordan Flegel. Uh, Jordan, do you know? Do you know how had bars like that, man? NBA 2K21, something like that. Uh, well, that was one of the best songs on the soundtrack. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's honestly, it, it is I one of the go. It's one of the shittiest 2K games, but uh, yeah. bars are, my bars are for real. My bars are, should be in the game. Yeah, all, all that comes to mind, the only 2, 2K soundtrack I know is the one that starts with the Jay-Z song. Like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, 2K, what, uh, what I think that's that? 2K14. No, maybe that's 2K13. Yeah, no, Both of no. those are goats. Is it 13? Uh, yeah. 13's goat advanced. It's either 13 or 40, whatever. When no, we were no, what song, no, what song? And maybe you don't even know it unless you hear it, but I think it's from that that same year, 2K13. Uh, someone can correct me on this, but uh, We Major by uh, oh, Kanye yeah. West. That fucking song slapped yeah. Kanye West and Nas. That song was on that game. Yeah, the, those games used to be great, man. What the fuck happened? I, I, haven't, I don't even. I this is probably the first year in te- a decade, man, that I haven't bought at the NBA 2K. And I have actually absolutely zero intentions to. Every year I've gotten it later and later and later. I'm not I'm yeah. not spending $90 on this shit anymore, man. No, no. It why sucks. would you? Also, why do they keep need like, at this point, like, can't you just, like a phone, just, like, update the software? I mean, that's basically what they're doing at this mm-hmm. point, right? I mean, it's nothing, no, it's nothing really let, new with the games. You just have to pay another $90 fee <laughs> yeah. to keep getting the updates. It's, it's, it's pretty much all it is, man. Like, this, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's pretty bad. And I used to uh, love it. I used to love it. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I, Not anymore. I still... You can pick up those older games, man. PlayStation Three, uh, you know those games were yep. legit. You could you could have fun with that. Uh, I, I I know I, I was playing some of those old NCAA games not long ago, two thousand uh, like eight, two thousand nine. Some of those ones with Kevin Love fun. on the cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Kevin Love. It's like he's he, the it's kind of shitty, but the, you like you, I like that. You got to have some kind of skill. Like everything just seems like it's you can just find the the loophole. You can pay your way hey. to win. It's, it sucks, man. I want some My, talent back there. Some uh, cat competition. Frick- Freaking! Uh, I I grew up on uh, NBA Live 06 on the GameCube, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, I mean classic. that was awesome. Dwayne Wade was on the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, you Naruto. Know, I still, yeah, yeah, and Nar- Naruto, and another one called Street Ball, which was fucking amazing. Uh, it was a ridiculous mm-hmm. game. You could play in like farmers' fields and shit. But uh, no, the video games are different now, man. They're they're too they're too realistic. Uh, I can't, I can't do it. Um, cool. But uh, bring 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 back the GameCube. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, hundred percent. Bring back the GameCube, and uh, you know, bring back Chris Paul and uh, the NBA. Because uh, but Scott Foster doesn't want it. Uh, last night <laughs> in uh, the the Golden State Warriors' latest game, uh, the the maybe maybe the most heated rivalry in the uh, in the NBA, one of the uh, the greatest yep. rivalries the game's ever seen. Up with there with uh, you know uh, a Bird Bird uh, Bird and Johnson. You know, it's yep. it's a crazy. Uh, <laughs> It's a crazy incident, but once again, uh, Larry Bird and Scott, or Larry Bird, Chris Paul and Scott Foster. Larry Bird probably would have a dust up with them too if they were. <laughs> oh yeah, the same oh time. yeah. But uh, th- this was another weird one. Uh, Chris Paul getting ejected. Uh, it really just looked like the two were jawing, just arguing, which you know, with Chris Paul you see pretty often, uh, you know, throughout his career. Um, but. Uh, it just got to a point he gets teed up you know it, it was a bit of a soft one yeah I, I mean anyone who's listening here knows how i feel about tax i really feel like it should only be given out if it's really over the line something's going yes. on it didn't seem like it needed it uh in my opinion no maybe chris paul said something you can't really tell uh but i i don't think that uh he, he went over the line and it's already a game with a lot of you know emotions riding on it too with chris paul getting traded uh over to the warriors you know there was a lot of different uh you know things involved around this game that had the atmosphere already up tensions were high uh and then you get that soft technical with the guy you got history with and now you know 
he's heated. After this, he's throwing out, he's calling them the B word, if you can believe it, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, hey, you know, hey, yeah we, things we are going, things, things are going off the, the, the rails here, and it ends up with Chris Paul being ejected. So, I mean, Jordan, when you look at this, it, it, coupling with uh, you know the the, the post game comments from Chris Paul saying that this is they had literally literal sit down meetings with the league to talk about this like rivalry this this problem that the two have uh, and and now apparently it involves Chris Paul's son which is just confusing even more <laughs> like uh, how did this all happen uh, yeah. but I mean Jordan what what's your what are your feelings on this beef because it just I, I think a player and a ref beefing, just fire the ref. You can find a, a, any Joe Schmo pretty much in the world that can call it about as uh, good as these guys can. So yeah. I, I really don't think you need to hold this guy in a, as equal regards as, you know, a star employee like Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, this, this is truly a rivalry. I mean, I, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at it right now, and, you know, this I, I think these are, are, are correct, uh, you know, and, and up to date. Without Scott Foster... Chris Paul uh, in in the playoffs, 73 and 56 with Scott Foster, three and 17, 13 straight losses. <laughs> I mean, that's hey, actually he's got real. his number. He's that's got to be like, come on. I mean, and I know it's you know it's it's you know a, a correlation, not causation thing. You know, Scott yeah. Foster is one of the best rated uh, you know NBA officials. He's going to be. Uh, doing a lot of playoff games and play games deep in the playoffs when Chris Paul tends to uh, his, Chris Paul teams tend tend to lose or the likelihood of them losing uh, gets higher. So you know it's and not known and known for story. his great his great character and integrity and he would never never just, never do anything to qu- put the integrity of the game on the line. You know the, the thing he would never I don't do like, it. The thing I don't like about him is he doesn't even make a secret that it's about him. Like it's about like mm-hmm. his respect or whatever. And it's like. I think, you know, and I don't think Chris Paul is like blameless in this situation. I think he's just made it worse over the years the more he fights back at, at Scott Foster man. about this. Yeah, exactly. And Chris Paul is one of the pettiest guys in the league. Chris Paul, oh, I yeah. mean, oh, yeah. to, to be clear, Chris Paul is one probably the most annoying player, uh, you know, of his generation and maybe up there in history. He used to, you know, complain to the refs when guys would have their jerseys untucked. And he'd say, yeah. technically, those that's clippers, a technical foul. The, those Lob City days. Those oh, my were, God. There, there were some times, man. And the, yeah, he, he was like, he had some heat around the league. And, like, people really forget. And Chris Paul's my favorite player, I, and I, I'm I'm here to admit it. I mean, he is just the most annoying motherfucker yeah. uh, you could possibly get. But I, I would like, say he was probably one of the biggest villains in the NBA up until getting traded to the Suns, and then just got yeah. that underdog. You know, oh cool, he's leading young guys, and everyone just fucking yeah. washed away twelve years of him yes. being an asshole. It's just the Clippers though, because before the Clippers with the Hornets, he was the darling. He was the young, like he he was. Hey, he you was. Know, everyone loved he was the, him. The, the golden child for a little bit, but I mean, he yeah. didn't know he could get away with it. Yeah, exactly. No, but it's just it's just the Clippers, man. I mean, they they turn you into. I mean, look at Paul Pierce. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it yeah. turns you into a weirdo. But uh, I mean, I I think though, like with Scott Foster, it's like, man, stop making it about you. Stop making it like about your pride and your like the, like. No one fucking is gonna remember Scott. I mean, we are gonna remember your name because of how no, uh, you know annoying you've been. But no one's thinking back the, the twenty years about games. the NBA. Yeah, no one's thinking about 20 years, uh, you know, about the NBA and thinking about their favorite ref. Uh, we're thinking mm-hmm. about our favorite players. And I just think he's his ego is just clearly too big, even the way he fucking walks around his stupid yeah. face. I mean, I'm I'm even though what I just said about Chris Paul, I'm, I'm team Chris on this one. I would fucking hate Scott Foster. I feel like oh, yeah. I would I would get into 100%. it with him all the time. And it's not just Chris Paul. Uh, I mean, he's obviously, you know, the, 
the, the one that has the biggest issue with him, but other players have brought it up as well. And it's funny. It's so hilarious that Chris Paul is now on the Warriors where you've got Draymond and you've got these other personalities. Uh, you know, I, I just can't wait till they're in, uh, you know, if they fucking make the playoffs, uh, if, yeah, if they're yeah. until they're in a high stakes playoff environment with Scott Foster refing. Uh, all the shit that's going to go down. But, but yeah, I mean this, this whole thing about the meetings and Chris, Chris Paul's son. I mean, I don't know what that is about. I don't know if more is going to come out about that. I don't know I'm what not kidding, could man. possibly I, I be it. going on. I said it but, before we kind of jumped onto the podcast, man, I think that Chris Paul's son messaged him. He's got, I think he engaged <laughs> Scott Foster because I think that probably the chance, if Scott Foster engaged Chris Paul's son, then this is then he would have been fired. Get him out of there. Sure. Yeah. It well, had to I mean, have been Chris Paul's son, like going like, "Hey, man, you're fucking my whole dad's life up. Like, <laughs> it is there's nothing that he can do. You are fucking holding them back, or you know, maybe maybe some threats were uttered. Scott Foster would probably fight like a, a 14 year old, I expect. Also, so they probably yes. had to do this meeting just in case, so there wasn't going to be a full on throwdown. But yeah, but yes, 100. percent And you know, hopefully more will come out about that, just so we know what to even think about what the hell that means um but he that's wanted insane. he wanted everyone to know that it did but he didn't want to actually say why so there yeah. must be something that he knows that like <laughs> he wants to let the, let everybody know that scott foster has some kind of beef with a teenager just yeah. or, or even younger potentially uh, yeah you know, how when old this is happened. all i remember is uh when he was uh his son was super little like in the po- at the podium after playoff mm-hmm. games yeah, with yeah. the clippers uh with blake griffin uh you know he was state tiny. Park commercials yeah, yeah, he's uh, so yeah. I don't know how old he is by now, but yeah, not not old enough for this to make any sense. So yeah, you know, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. see what comes to that. But um, like, but Chris Paul again. Uh, to to be fair, because I don't want anyone to accuse me of uh, you know just blindly loving Chris Paul. Chris Paul said you know a fucked up thing to a female ref one time. It was like maybe is this just this job just isn't for her because he she she made a call he didn't like. So Chris Paul is a fucking dweeb uh and, and an idiot to the refs you know there there's no denying that but again i will say scott foster nobody likes him nobody's coming to scott foster's defense here nobody is like oh no scott foster is actually a good ref uh and i think you know i think the league has to do a better job of hearing people and players and fans and everyone when we say this about refs like if if there was some sort of uh tool to like <laughs> i i know people would abuse it so the league would never do this but like some tool to complain about refs or like you know investigate refs for 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 things uh if it feels like they're particularly you know going at a certain player or being unfair because this is the integrity of the game here and we i mean there's been uh referees you know uh donahy uh and the like who have mm-hmm. actually uh you know influenced things and and been uh doing shady shit and so i wish i i i hope at some point, maybe the league considers being more, you know, uh, transparent and like giving us some way of actually feeling like we can call out a ref when they're being fucking stupid. Because it's uh, it's getting to the point where, you know, it, it's ridiculous because it's not like the old days. We see every little thing on Twitter now. Everything is yeah, everything yeah. is on video. We see all this bullshit um, and it's fucking annoying. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm 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 team Chris Paul, even though he's not uh, he's not an angel himself. Well, uh, man, to, to move on to the, the, the next, uh, segment of the show, some weird, uh, and this is like almost unheard of, uh, you know, news out of San Antonio, uh, or really not news, but just a weird moment, uh, that happened in their game last night against, uh, you know, the, 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 the aforementioned Clippers here, uh, 
The Spurs in the middle of the game, Spurs fans are raining down the course of booze on Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I mean, like, can, can you blame them, really, uh, from how it all ended up going down? Uh, this has happened multiple times since Kawhi's returned, uh, you know, again, and this doesn't surprise me that, you know, the Spurs fans are going to be pissed. They're going to boo the guy. They're going to yep. give him shit. Who fucking cares? It's in the game. They're going to boo every single player on the Clippers. It doesn't matter. Uh, but still, Greg Popovich, head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, gets up to the, the scorer's table. Hey, we show more <laughs> class than this. We show more the class than this. This isn't who this. we are. This isn't, who, this we isn't who we are. This is uh, this is bullshit. Greg, come on. Pop, what, what's going on? I don't even know what to – can I even call you Pop? I think you're acting more like a Greg than a Pop Greg. at this point. Greg, Pop, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't know how we can be so soft about booing and shit now, man. Like, I think this is Come just, on. like, he really liked it when everyone was talking about it. Like, it's a, and I stand by, I think he's a good person. I like Popovich a lot, one of the best coaches the, the league's ever seen. But, yeah. I mean, you do look at this and it's like, okay, he's he's had some big quotes in the media. He's taken, you know, uh, you know some big news publications by Storm, you know, giving them headlines to read and shit. I think he likes being in that public eye a little bit now. I don't think he gave a shit about it for a while, you know, when he was back-talking media, giving one-word answers and shit. But yeah. now he's kind of fun guy pop. Like, he's kind of <laughs> transitioned. He's not as... He's not he's not that killer he used to be, man. I think that, uh, yeah. that like, like he's, he's just kind of enjoying life right now, which... I, you know, and maybe this is another conversation down the road. This is just me going big brain on this, but I don't know. Maybe this isn't the coach for Wembenyama. I don't know. How serious is he about, uh, yeah. you know, the future here? Uh, but regardless, all of this to say that was a weird fucking thing for a hood coach to do he's probably so the only awkward. guy besides like spolster that could get away with this in the nba but like like what did yeah. you think like i i saw that and i was like is this real because i'm pretty yeah, sure coach coach k did that uh, a couple years ago in uh in, in the ncaa he took the mic and started telling the fans not to chant i can't remember what they were chanting but it was something fucked up <laughs> and he had to tell them to stop and he said the exact same thing we're better than this what the yeah. fuck is going on with that at the pro level I know it's it's weird. I mean, it's it's you know it's we're recording here on Thanksgiving, uh, U.S. Thanksgiving Day uh, mm-hmm. down in the U.S. Uh, happy Turkey Hope Everybody's day, getting day stuffed. Or uh, yes, yes. There we go. Uh, more on that. Uh, never mind. Actually, never no. Mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it really said that felt when we were like talking about CP earlier. <laughs> No, it really felt like, uh, you know, your, your fucking uncle at the table who doesn't really understand what's going on is like, Hey, Mm -hmm. stop doing that. Like, it was so awkward because a few people like cheered in the crowd. Like, yeah, we are better than that. But it was mostly (laughs) just like, what the fuck? Did he just grab the mic? I've never really seen a coach do that. I know exactly. And it's like, pop, come on, man. I mean, like. If, if if you're at the point now where you, where you're that soft and you know you you're starting to care about you know who's booing uh, super loudly and I mean what do you I, I it, it it felt the the thing was it's not like it's some random player that the Spurs mm. are booing and it's not some player that Pop doesn't have a history with I mean yeah. he was he was the one and and like it was his coaching staff and the whole organization that had that weird relationship with Kawhi uh, when, when they, you know, didn't fully believe that he was actually hurt, uh, you know, and that they, you know, they wanted him to play. Uh, and then, you know, he, when he got disgruntled, he traded him away. I mean, that was a pop was involved in that whole thing. So it felt almost yeah, like yeah. a thing of like, uh, Oh, I, I want to get back in Kawhi's good books here. Uh, I don't want this to be weird forever or something. I, I don't know. It, it, it feels like not a coincidence that he got on the mic, when it was Kawhi that was being booed um, as opposed to anyone else. And, and so yeah. it's just, it's just a weird thing. I've never seen a coach do that ever before. Uh, and it's like, come come on, pop. I mean, if you're going to start doing this shit, it might be time to hang it up sooner rather than later. Yeah. It, it was, it's just, again, like 
for a pro level, like you, and even think of the uh, as just you know, take the relations out of it because again, we're all supposed to be professionals here. Take the yeah. uh, you know the, the emotions out for a fucking regular season basketball game in November. Uh, but you know, pop, this is not. Uh, it's not worth getting worked up about, man. It's all good. <laughs> like, like, like it's giving you an advantage. You are being put in the driver's seat. You know, maybe Kawhi will feel bad. He'll feel like, oh shit, man. You know, I gave these guys a, a ring. They, they don't care about that. All they, all they yeah. care about is my bum knee. Uh, it <laughs> yeah. still hurt, uh, and they didn't believe me. Uh, or at yeah. least maybe now everybody overly believes Kawhi. I don't know which is uh, <laughs> which is really true at this point. Um, but you know, he's. He, you're you're going to get something out of that, and at least then the crowd is into it because then you're like again you literally are you're scolding them, you're yelling at them like a like you said like the disgruntled uh, old man sitting at the table, uh, and now it's just kind of that awkward silence. Like, so yeah. is he going to do this if we boo him again? Like, <laughs> are we are we not allowed to boo him for the rest of the night? Like, what's going to happen? Is the crowd going to get given? Are we going to be given a tech one more and they have to clear out like when the the Raptors had to evacuate people because the fire alarm went off. Uh, some, <laughs> yeah. some kind of a, a light lightning fail. I don't remember what the fuck it was, but uh, yeah. that, that was weird. That was Dumb. last season. And uh, this is just all I can think of at this point because I honestly think I would have started like a fuck you pop chant or something, man. <laughs> just something to like be like, I, I want him to know I don't Shut care because up. that's yeah. annoying. Like, you pay a hundred bucks. If you want to go fucking boo a guy for 48 <laughs> minutes, you have every single right to go and yeah. boo a guy for 48 I would have just, I just would have, you know, uh, galvanized my whole section. As soon as he started talking, just boo even louder. Imagine you just yeah, got booed, honestly, booed off the mic. I think that would, Woo! you know, look at the bad boy in me. I, wanna, wanna, <laughs> I don't want to listen to you, man. I'm going to boo yeah. even harder. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, I mean, yeah, I, I literally never seen that. It was, it was uh, honestly pretty shocking to, to, to see him get on the mic like that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, booing, uh, yeah, but like, we're so powerless as fans. You have to give yeah. us something. You got to let mm-hmm. us boo. I mean, the most, the the most cathartic thing you can do. Like, I almost feel like it's more of like a spiritual thing, even than cheering. To go and boo mm-hmm. a guy, like yeah. which I've done so many times. Uh, you know, at Raptors games, guys who don't like. I mean, could you like I I I I saw Paul Pierce uh, live, uh, you know, in at Raptors games before, but I think it might have been you know the season before he he fucked over the Raptors uh, in that mm-hmm. playoff series. But to get to get to go to Scotiabank Arena and boo the <laughs> yeah. shit out of Paul Pierce yeah. would just make my life. It would be amazing. Yeah, and, um, and do you know it, what it's kind of like, man? I I think it's also like any fucking Joe Schmo, any casual fan, uh, you know, Stacy off the fucking block and walk in there and go. Woo! Yeah. yeah. So when they when they see someone score, but yeah. to actually get together and you feel other people around you going, They're angry. "Fuck this Fuck guy!" Or the, you know, that's a shit call. You Brings know that they care. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like it makes it makes you feel a lot more united in that that cause. You're like, you know what? I'm not yeah. the only one who gives a fuck. Like this is worth yeah. it. Uh, yeah. So I I, I I really think pop. Just settle down. Come man. on, man. Just, yeah. just cool it. Uh, like, 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 put your put your anger into the coaching again. I want to hear about. Like, like, I want this. I want to hear like a uh, Tony Parker like war stories uh, again. I don't want to. <laughs> I I don't want to hear like, oh yeah, uh, Pop was cool. He uh, let us do whatever we wanted. Uh, you know, he he got rid of Josh Primo after everything got exposed. So it's, it was all good, <laughs> yes. man. Uh, Literally no, no, exposed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no questions about it. Yeah, great it's guy. Not funny. Uh, it's yeah, not it's, joke about it, this stuff. Well, I mean, hey, he might be on his way back. You know, Miles yeah, Bridges is uh, still in the league uh, and thriving, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but are you about to segue, true. Matt? But I am going to segue oh, into it. <laughs> we're going to get canceled soon. This is going to be our last get episode, canceled, man. Yeah, we're just look, giving people the news they want covered, man. This is yeah, what they want to talk about. 
Let's just get into it. Let's. This do is it. the hard hitting journalism. You can only get a big dog ball talk, and uh, you know, this was what, uh, like this was not on my the 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 twenty twenty three twenty twenty four NBA season bingo chart for me. I think this one uh, personally, Jordan <laughs> came a little chart. bit out of left field, but uh, yeah. Josh Giddy uh, being oh, accused online of having a a relationship with a a, a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, like, what? What are you doing, Josh? What yeah. are you doing? Uh, channeling his inner Carl Malone on this one. Oh my I, god! I, I just don't get. I I don't get it, Jordan. I really don't get it. If this if this is true, I just I I'm I'm bewildered. I'm bewildered yes. that this guy would do like put his fucking ass on the line, a public figure like this, to do something. So out in the open, doesn't seem like he was fucking hiding from any of the cameras and any of the photos that are allegedly being posted. And again, who knows? These could all be docked. These could all are uh, doctored rather. These could all uh, you'll be fake or dated. Like I'm, I'm not sure. saying this is a hundred percent fact. For anyone listening to this in the situation, this is not a proven fact yet. But to go along with this, Josh Giddy has deleted like most of his social media, <laughs> gone blacked out. All of his teammates oh, are deleting fucking posts with them involved with him. Uh, you know, there is dude, there is a social media cleanse going on that usually doesn't come with a, a sense of, uh, what should I say, innocence. Uh, but either way, Josh Giddy could is an NBA player, rich guy, handsome looking guy. Like, like I thought it was a it was a nice looking TikToker, TikTok star. T- well, that's the problem was the TikTok. I guarantee it. That's where it goes wrong. It's all sixteen year old girls on there, uh, and, and he probably just got obsessed with the, the that kind of a crowd. And instead of you know being again, like I'm saying, a successful multimillionaire young man, go to any club, you'll find twenty beautiful girls. You can go hit on any what, of them. What happened to milfs? What did milfs? Yeah, fall hell out yeah, of, that, what, that milfs would be cool. Did Stiff they fall mom. out of favor at some? point because mm. i mean uh they were cool when we were growing up i don't know josh i mean you, yeah you you had a lot of options uh again you know we don't know what's we don't have a lot of information so far i just find you you texted me about this earlier today i literally had no idea and i and i mentioned this is why i'm josh mad at Kitty. society i went onto twitter to find information it's my news source and it was all just fucking memes uh can we can we cool it um you know maybe we need a separate platform for these these jokes about mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. <laughs> potentially serious issues I will say, and again, uh, for God's sake, uh, like I'm not defending Josh Giddy in any way, but at least he's 21, and he's it's not like it, he's a yeah. NBA vet. I mean, it could be uh, worse. It could again, yes. it could be a full blown Carl Malone. Yes, no, well, exactly. That, there is there is a you know slight maybe distinction to maybe be drawn in the sense that I don't think you know uh, I don't know I, like. When we were in high school, it was these creepy, you know, 21-year-old guys. Oh, yeah, and, and they were creepy. They were weirdos. Yeah, oh, yeah. Weird fucking weird. people. Like, they, and they, it wasn't they okay be put, then. They should be put on a list still. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And if this is true about Josh Giddy, same goes for him. But again, it's not, you know, it's not unheard of. I, the the, the, yes, the act yeah. itself isn't like, you know, something people will have, you know, never seen before. But again, it's like, why? I, I just don't get how these guys think that they can get away with this. I mean, people, mm. everyone's got phones and he's clear. And if some of these are real, he's <laughs> posing for the photos. It's not like he got, he's got recording caught. recording some of them he's, himself. He's, he's an idiot, man, if this is true. Uh, and, you know, he might be the slob wizard, but, uh, you know, oh, no, that might that, be all he ever is. You might, you might be losing that nickname very oh, soon, uh, Mr. Oh, Giddy. But, and, and on a real sense, like, if something like this comes true, you have to imagine the NBA will do something. I would hope. I don't know. They didn't really do know. anything to Miles Bridges, so at this point, well, I think exactly. it would be pretty. It would be pretty tough to sell them on this, unless you know he just agrees with the team to take time away. Uh, again, if he was 
up, like they found out like, like I, even then I don't know like if there's no like like this could all come out and like the person involved could be like I don't care and they, maybe their parents don't care like I don't know the situation so like and they this could, could be, yeah, be who nothing. Knows? this could be an absolute just nothing thing sure I mean uh, the person I, could be uh you know 18 I, like I don't know we don't know we don't have enough uh you know info about what actually yeah, went yeah. on um but but yeah it's true who, who knows but I mean the the thunder <laughs> The Thunder have kind of been trying to figure out who of these young people to trade, maybe to upgrade with a vet. Maybe Josh Giddy just gave you your answer. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. it was before before this. It was like, oh, don't trade trade Giddy. Uh, he's too intriguing. Maybe Dort, uh, but uh, maybe you hold on to old Lou and uh, get rid of Josh because uh, I mean, either Thunder way, Wizards. seems like a bit of a douche. Uh, all, yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, all buddy. Uh, Should have known from the TikToks. Yeah. We send them all to the Wizards, but uh, I mean, yeah, it, it could. It, the Hornets, it, yeah, the Hornets. That would be a, an awesome fit too, uh, for sure. I think they would not like him though. I don't think he feel like he fits in there. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, it, I mean, he he would just hang out with Gordon Hayward, I guess. That would be exactly. It, just be quiet in the corner, and he's like, "Please don't be fucking creepy." And here's your MAGA hat, uh, <laughs> and, and that would be it. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. Uh, if it turns out this is all fucking bullshit, we'll publicly apologize on this nope. podcast for even having this segment. Nope. But uh, if it's true, Giddy, you're fucked up. Fuck you. You're no longer allowed to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Turn it off right now. Yeah. You're uh, not winning Big Dog of the Month, the year, nothing. No, no. And he was, he, I actually, he might have won Big Dog of the Month a couple of years, like, like two seasons ago. It's possible. Oh, yeah, he's, he some, he, he's better he's rebounder than, than you think. Yep, 100%. So, uh, anymore, buddy. Uh, potential former big dog of the month, uh, Josh Giddy, uh, sexual deviant. Uh, mark that one down. Uh, moving on. Big dog ball talk. Uh, it's been uh, a a great stretch here for the Orlando Magic, Jordan. But a team yes. that is shorthanded and hasn't really had uh, you know the the star power that uh, you know no one's really emerged. Like all these, obviously, Paolo and Franz are both the uh, rising guys, but neither are really blowing anybody out of the water or putting on these highlight reel performances uh, on a nightly basis. They're just playing good old fashioned team basketball, and uh, you know for a young team that wants to have some success, a five game winning streak is a, is a great way to showcase that. Uh, you know, beating up on some some pretty uh, impressive teams, you know, down that spread uh, that stretch. Ten and yeah. five right now in the Eastern Conference, uh, fourth fourth place in the total. Uh, this is a team that you know maybe catching a lot of people by surprise. I I know I didn't have them ranked uh, quite this high coming into the year. Uh, but do you see them, Jordan, as potentially being a, a playoff threat if they can kind of continue at uh, a pace similar to this? Uh, depends what you mean. I think by playoff threat, uh, you know, I don't think they're they're anywhere near um you know the the the, the top level of of the eastern conference uh and and i don't think that's that's a hot take but i think you know when when you look in that middle uh so far what we've seen from them uh they, they might belong there rather than you know closer to the bottom where i think a lot of people had them um and the biggest thing for them this year i mean it's not like they've been world beaters on offense they're 22nd on offense they're second in defense and I don't mm-hmm. really even know how that's possible. I think there there might be some sort of early season luck involved. You know, opponents are not shooting well against them. Uh, you know, c- compared to what what you know they, they should be doing shooting or what you know what the the league average is. Uh, so there's some of that 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 comes into it. Um, but I I do think they've te- taken a step forward on that end, which is really hard for yeah, a young for sure. team like them 
to do. Jalen Suggs is a fucking beast, uh, yeah. and he does not back down from anyone. Not not He's, even. Uh, uh, Big can't Jokic shoot the, can't shoot the, shoot the shit out of the ball, but uh, nope. I mean he's a, uh, a hell of a defender. Maybe finding his spot in the NBA now, figuring out his game. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And 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 I, I think Paolo has taken a step, and so has so has Franz defensively. Both of both of those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got uh, you know Wendell Carter Jr. He's only played in five games so far this year, but you know he's he's a, a solid defensive center out there. And yeah, yeah. you know that they stretch the floor a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and and they've just I think they've just, you know, this hasn't been something that they've been known for, but their development uh, is going pretty well. Like all of the guys that they uh have either drafted or picked up um are, I I think play well and and are finally kind of fitting into roles. Like their their whole thing was that uh you know, they they had this awesome kind of front court and even when we previewed them, uh, I think I said their their back court just wasn't good enough to sort of unlock their whole potential, but you know, I think the people who said, oh, Paolo and Franz can actually run this offense. You don't really need a point guard as much. I think that's mostly proven to be true. I think both of yeah, those guys yeah. have been good when they've got the ball in their hands. And it hasn't been as much of a problem as I thought that they don't really have a, a true, good, reliable, uh, you know, point guard out there. But uh, like uh, just across the board, they've got really good size. Um, you know, the 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 sort of positives I mentioned on defense, they bring that and they, and they've got guys who can go toe to toe with, with some of the better scorers. Uh, mainly it is those two Paolo and, and Franz. And, and I think they've done a good job of being able to play together, even though the, you know, they're, they're kind of similar in what they do. I think Paolo, his experience playing uh, over the summer with USA basketball, where he's basically a small ball five, he's playing a lot bigger, more physical. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's mixing it up a lot more. Um, he's, he's well, it, getting in there. It's kind of rare. Six rebounds per game, six and a half. Yeah. It's pretty rare nowadays to see like young stars, like, and crazy to see them on the same team, both actually try to take a step up in defense to take their game to the next level. Cause yeah. nowadays it's pretty much like you're in the off season, you almost lose defense to double your offense. And that's what we see a lot of, I love to see these guys that are actually, you know, taking some pride in some team basketball. Cause Again, like they uh, they are not a bad team to watch. Even like they play like kind of an old school style, but they're yep. they're fun to watch. To throw it back, just be uh, kind of tough out there, bully some guys. And they're young enough, they're strong enough, they're big enough. Like you said, they go out there, they throw their shoulder a little bit at these guys and wear some of these uh, you know uh, weak teams down. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and and even like some of their rookies that they brought in, like Anthony Black, has been a contributor right away. Mm-hmm. He's he's been really great. He's also you know a hard nosed. Uh, you know, type of guy. And uh, I'm trying to look at his, uh, you know, he hasn't shot well from three. That's not uh, been really his forte, but that's kind of the story with a lot of these guys. Like, you know, even Franz Wagner is shooting under 30% from three this year, but you know, they, they, they make up for it with a lot of the other things that they do. Like, I think that's the story with this team. They've been very just, you know, they, they, all of them kind of collectively rebound the ball. They play hard. They're, they're, they're tough. And I think that finally, that sort of, type of player that the magic have liked to draft and then have sort of left a lot to be desired in terms of, you know, polish on the offensive end. They've, they've just had a lot of guys who have been, you know, good in theory, but have, have really been, you know, they, they've been good physically and, 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 you know, in terms of the energy that they bring, that's finally all kind of coming together when you do have those two higher level scorers who can actually take you home a little bit, you know, on the, uh, on the offensive end. And, and, and I, I will say, you know, I, I wasn't the biggest Cole Anthony fan out there, but he's having a good season so far. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's doing all right. He's, he's shooting it all, all, you know, 
at an okay clip from three. Uh, you know, he's, he's spreading the ball around a little bit. I think he's shown that he deserves a spot on this team. Um, it, it's still a little bit awkward with, with him and Suggs, especially when you throw in, uh, you know, uh, somebody like Markel Fultz, who's also uh, like Wendell Carter Jr. only played five games this year. Those yeah. three, it's like, who do you play where? But, you know, as, as Fultz has been out, this, you know, Cole Anthony, uh, mostly coming off the bench, um, but, you know, sometimes playing alongside Suggs, who can kind of easily shift over to the two, uh, it's it's worked out pretty well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy with that they finally got some good development uh, out of these guys that they've, uh, you know, haven't really panned out so far at least it looked that way up until last year uh with with a lot of these guys um but it it feels like they're they're finally putting it together and it's a hard thing to do i mean last week we just talked about detroit and how disappointed they've been how disappointing they've been in comparison to a younger team like houston who was bad last year but added these vets and has been good the most impressive thing too for me uh with 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 the magic is that they've been able to sort of take this next step without having to go and get a whole bunch of veterans. Yeah. But yeah. the one that they had, uh, Mr. Joe Ingles, uh, out there contributing, uh, playing can, almost man. 19 minutes per game. You could, Maybe that's all you need. He's young enough, but he's been in the league for like four or five years. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, uh, you know, yeah, on the bench as well. He's, he kind of is like, he fits yeah. that identity uh, to a T for this team. Exactly. Uh, you know, defense, all yeah. of it. Uh, you know, uh, not really known for shooting, but rebound the hell out of the ball and just beat guys up down low. Uh, this is a, a perfect fit for him. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, I think right now that's all this team needs is a little bit of outside shooting and, uh, you know, some defensive uh, presence. There's a yeah. lot of guys on the market that you could go after. I mean, hell, uh, if you really want to try and make a little bit run in the playoffs uh, this season, I mean, obviously – the, the standings are going to be jumbled up for a while here, but uh, they, they're so far kind of clear cut, uh, you know, when that top five of the, the Eastern conference, uh, they, they could maybe reach out to a, a team like Toronto and ask about an OG and an OB. Maybe they could ask uh, the Brooklyn Nets for a guy like Mikhail Bridges or even a Cameron Johnson. Uh, there's, there's some premier guys, even just in the Eastern conference that, uh, you know, if their seasons aren't working out the way they are, they would probably be tempted to take a first round pick off your hands uh, and maybe another young developing guy just to, to get something back for these other guys. Cause uh, this, this magic team, I, I'm, I'm, I like the idea of them. I don't think that it's going to all work out in the end. I think that, you know, their, their key guys are just needing to get older before I really can take them seriously. But uh, you know, early yeah, on, I think they're going to come back down to earth a bit for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've shown some good signs here. Uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I would say that they'll, they're a lock for the play in mix. If they can just play this with the oh, same yeah. kind of aggressiveness uh, at this point, which is again, I, I think, you know, depending on who you asked uh, play in mix might've even been uh, out of the question for a lot of people that were uh, coming into the season. So, uh, yep. you know, magic fans, uh, you got a lot to look forward to future bright uh, in, in Orlando, uh, or at yeah. least for the, the time being, we'll see how uh, they can, they can kind of adjust and continue down the stretch of the season. Uh, and the last thing we're going to talk about, you know, I mentioned a little bit of trade talk there. Uh, the Sacramento Kings, uh, you know, trying to explore some early big trade options, you know, really swing for the fences and get themselves up. Uh, they, they've lost two in a row after they kind of started to catch a little bit of fire here. Uh, you know, they, they've gone back and forth, and I think they know that they just need one more piece, something to help them uh, kind of boost themselves into that upper echelon of the Western Conference that, again, just like the East, everything's just – so open in the current NBA landscape, you know, uh, it really does just take night to night basis to, to swing yep. the tides in your favor. So uh, yep. three guys have come up on the, the trade block uh, for their the, you know, connection to the, the, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, 
OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, and Zach Levine. Uh, you know, three guys from the Eastern Conference, all on uh, you know pr- potentially underperforming teams. You know, again, very early, but both teams under 500 through uh, their their first batch of games. And uh, Jordan, I mean, when you look at those three, do any of those jump off the page to you to kind of uh, you know appeal that you think they could take the Sacramento Kings to the next level, get them a little bit deeper into the playoffs this season? Yeah, I mean, last year it was very much. Uh... Oh, these guys getting OG Ananobi would would really help for them, and 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 you know there was that was there was a long list of teams, basically like half the league, if not more, uh, was you know in that OG Ananobi sweepstakes, quote unquote, in terms of you know adding him would would really raise their ceiling, uh, and 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 these guys were were at the top of the list, and I think that's still true, but I almost like I mean if you just look at the uh, whole context of, of both of these teams. I might even like a Pascal Siakam type trade for the Kings even more at this point. Pascal wasn't really as much on the table at last year's trade deadline as OG Ananobi was, uh, even though OG pro- clearly wasn't at all. At, at all, As I've mentioned, Masai kind of in his psychopath era right now. We'll see if he ever... Mm-hmm. Gets treatment uh, or just we're keeps bo- being borderline, insane. borderline incompetent. We're getting there. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it eventually. I'm sure, but uh, like this, you know, you're, you're looking at the Kings and you're looking at, uh, you know, De'Aaron Fox was has been great. Uh, he was great last year. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of come down to earth a little bit more this year, but he's still the same guy. Uh, you know, he still puts up. Uh, you know statistically he's great he's he's when he's been on the floor for the kings this year uh they, they've been awesome um but then you have you know these these questions around the younger guys that you rely on in your rotation keegan murray is he quite ready yet is he there uh you know able to become that that scorer that they that they envision him to be that scorer that shooter and and even that the d- defender as a, a guy who's six eight uh and 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 does a lot of things well is he able to sort of take that next step to push this Kings roster, which unlike a lot of other teams in the West did not make any significant upgrades over the summer. They kind of stayed the same while a lot of other teams get better. You know, is he, is, is, is Murray a guy who can push them over the top is how much can you rely on Kevin Herter to be, you know, what, what he's been so far in his career, you know, a solid shooter, a guy with good size uh, can, can do a little bit of everything. And then the biggest, the biggest question is DeMontis Sabonis. I mean, is he, and he's been on a tear lately, destroyed Anthony Davis the other night when they played the Lakers, mm-hmm. uh, has has been really good. But go back to the playoffs last year, uh, the the Warriors, uh, you know, neutralized him in a lot of ways. And not just by stepping on his chest, uh, Draymond, uh, but, uh, you know, sort of laying off him, daring him to shoot that mid-range shot, uh, kind of uh, capitalizing on his weaknesses and then defensively going at him. Like, how do you uh, sort of make sure that you you have enough of a defensive foundation around a guy like Sabonis, who's your starting center. Uh, to, you should to, try to and make... get Miles Turner. <laughs> that that would Tear be an interesting off. fit. Interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, you'd think it would work really well. Um, but but uh, you know, this is a long winded way of saying yes. OG Ananobi would be that perfect guy to put in that sort of four spot next to uh, you know Sabonis to sort of maximize what this whole team can do. But mm. I've been impressed with the sort of you know, even though he got off to a slow start offensively, he's been a little bit better and he's put together some, you know, really good scoring games. Pascal Siakam has kind of, I think, taken another step towards being a better defender than he had the last couple mm-hmm. years where he started his, off his career as this 
awesome defender. Like that was the thing about him that got him minutes initially. He's this long guy who had, who had the length uh, to, to sort of stay uh, or, or be able to defend bigger guys, but had the speed to uh, go out and, and defend across multiple positions as his uh, workload on offense got bigger and bigger with the Raptors. He kind of regressed a little bit as, as players yeah, tend yeah. to do on that defensive end. But so far this year, I think he's done a good job of showing that, no, he can really be a good defender. Uh, you know, again, in, in that same way, defending multiple positions, uh, able to defend up, uh, you know, especially with a lot of the centers that we're seeing in the league this year or, or in, in this day and age, which, you know, aside from the big bruising guys, a lot of teams are playing small ball. So Pascal can handle that. So I think Pascal as a sort of defensive addition to this team would be very good. And then as a bonus, you're getting an all NBA level, uh, all-star scorer mm-hmm. to pair with that. That that would, that would be an amazing, uh, you know, offensive addition for them as well. And I think it would work well next to Sabonis because Pascal can, again, hasn't been shooting the, the ball from three all that well this year, but in theory can stretch it out a little bit. He can attack, um, you know, there, there could be some potential spacing issues depending on how you do it. But I think, you know, Mike Brown, good enough coach. He could, he could figure it out. I think a Pascal Siakam and Sabonis front court, uh, you know, throwing Keegan Murray in there and at, at that three spot. Uh, and then, you know, De'Aaron Fox and whoever you want, whether you want Monk or Herder or whoever you want out there. I think that's a really, really tough team to deal with. You got a lot of guys who can do a lot of different things. Uh, and then again, the most important thing is Pascal brings that sort of defensive, uh, uh, you know, firepower to a team that's kind of lacking it. So OG still a good option, but you know, mm-hmm. with this, this whole uncertainty around Pascal, his extension, all this stuff, I, I don't hate it for the Kings. The only question is if you're the Raptors, does, does Sacramento's chest of assets, uh, give you what you want? I mean, who would they be willing to part with? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. do we want Davion Mitchell? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do we want, uh, you know, you, you, you go down the list, Chris Duarte, a Canadian guy could be an interesting. I, I think like, to, for, the, for the contracts to work too, for either of these guys. Yeah. You're looking at probably Harrison Barnes plus, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Davian Mitchell. Yeah. Chris Duarte, maybe a Malik Monk, uh, and, and then yeah. maybe a Trey Lyles. Like those are really a package okay. revolving for uh, a first round pick or something. And, you know, three, three or four of those guys, uh, you know, throw yep. in there uh, that that's what you're getting. So it's not like immediate returns or even guys who you can build upon. You're really doing that just to make the contract work make the money work, fill out your roster and get a, get some draft capital more than anything. Uh, well, Hey, I mean, so if, if you were to get Barnes, he can contribute right away. I think Duarte is sure. In but a I mean, bigger role, but yeah, no one crazy, if, but no if one... you're trading either of those guys, I don't think that you're even trying to compete. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So well, I, I, yeah, that's 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 what these where I see it. Like, if you're going to move these guys, you're not planning on winning this year or doing a, making a playoff run. I mean, it, it, it happened, uh, you know, in 20, uh, 2012 or twenty eleven, whichever year that was, when they made the uh, the Rudy Gay trade and they thought yep. they were going to be shit and then they were finishing third in the East. So yep. uh, you know, it, th- things like that can happen. But uh, and it was with the Kings, so hey, uh, maybe, maybe they, maybe hey, they should do this. I mean, there's something to be be made here. Uh, yep. But but like you said, uh, you know, I I think. Getting Siakam, like, you know, he's the best overall player out of the three that I had mentioned. Uh, and, you know, he's, he would give oh, yeah. you, you know, I, I think Zach ceiling. Levine, by the way, I didn't even touch on him. I'll let you keep no. going. Zach Levine's <laughs> a stupid fucking idea. Do not trade for Zach Levine if you're the yeah. Kings. You don't need yeah. another minus defender in the backcourt as a scorer yeah. at all. Stupid. Yeah. 
Yeah, the uh, and yeah, I'll get I'll get to my my take on that as well in a second. But I, yeah, I, th- I think you're probably on the money on that. Uh, but yeah, like Siakam gives you the highest ceiling. But yeah, his perimeter shooting has been so ass so far this season. Like, it's I know. not reliable it's at all. Yeah. So I I think that it's it's kind of hard to say that that fit next to Sabonis would work. But if you can kind of get back to shooting, you know, even just like. 30% from three-point land, 31%, like just a little bit better, then, you know, that this could work. Because, yeah, that, that would be a very fast-paced, uh, you know, shove-it-down-your-throat type of team. It's uh, yep. it's not going to be a uh, an easy stop by any means. Uh, yep. Every single possession, they'd be lightning fast, uh, really tough to card. I, I think that, you know, OG is probably the safest and more seamless fit. Like yep. you said, just take over the defensive responsibilities, can play wherever you need them in the lineup, so that way you can always have your best defender on the court, no matter who you need to kind of fill out the rest of the play. But would that would that push them over the top, Matt, or would just would, would that Oh, no, I better? don't think so. Okay. I, I, think that, I think that they would make them, you know, you might be able to get past the first round. But that's yeah. about it. Like I think it makes them it 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 improves them now, makes them better. but it doesn't make them a championship contender by any yeah. means. Siakam, yeah. even Siakam, like I think your ceiling becomes like maybe the conference finals. So it's like you could get two right. more rounds out of uh, you know you get another round out of Siakam than you would OG. But right. uh, you know both both would still at least give you more advantage. I don't know. You want OG maybe uh, to to stay and then you kind of build with him because he's younger. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little bit more to develop. I don't know. But uh, I I do think yes, Siakam. If you want the immediate results, but like you said, you also got to figure out that contract after the season whether mm-hmm. you're going to extend him or he's just going to walk and you're just kind of seeing where you go. Uh, so the, there's a lot of uh, the variables that are up in the air in this. And then yeah, I, I think you you pretty much nailed it. Like Zach Levine's name being floated here, him next to. De'Aaron Fox would fuck this team up so badly. Like, Ooh. like it's cool. The idea of having the two of them back there, like, sure, they could probably fucking drop buckets on people. Like, it wouldn't even sure. be a problem. Like, they would be a, a, a wrecking ball back there, the, the outside game. Like, like they, they, those two could run, like, little uh, pick and rolls just on their own, and it would be tough to guard. A lot of speed between the two of them, a lot of verticality. But it, teams would just have such a field day picking these guys apart. It's a bonus already, you know, not the the, the – greatest defensive guy on the inside yeah. uh you know keegan murray like you said he, he's he's progressing as a, a good two-way player but uh mm-hmm. you know he's not uh by any means like a, a good reliable go-to stopper right now like i i just yeah, i don't think the fit would be at all worth it and then you know you're diminishing the roles of uh kevin herter and malik monk who are two key players on this rotation right now so i i would steer clear that one like there's only very specific teams that can take a guy like zach levine and the kings definitely don't fit that yes Correct. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I agree that, that OG, like you said, is a much safer, uh, go at it. You know, the, the Pascal thing would be a, it, it would be a risk. It'd be a you know, a bit of a hail Mary, especially. Yeah. Like you said, figuring out his contract, what you would have to give up for him. Uh, but, but yeah, I do think that would, if you could, if you could maximize the potential of all these guys together would up your ceiling a little bit. But, mm-hmm. but I think, I think even the fact that we're having this conversation, I mean, the, the Kings are eight and six, as you said, they've, they've gotten a little bit, you know, better recently uh, after a, a, a bit of a rocky start, but they're dead in the middle offensively and, and defensively in the league right now. I know it's earlier in the season, but I think if the Kings want to be taken seriously again, like they kind of were towards the end of last year when we realized they'd be getting the third seed and, and you know, they, that they were a legit good team. I do think they have to make some sort of upgrade. I, I don't think they can coast through and, 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 you know, I don't think anyone's expecting them to, to beat any of these, uh, you know, 
teams that are higher than them in the standings in the West. Yeah. There's too many teams yeah. that have made improvements. And, and, and so, yeah, I, whether it's with the Raptors, whether it's somebody else, uh, they, they do have to make some kind of move in my opinion. I mean, you look at these guys, uh, again, I, I feel like, um, Alex Caruso is last year's OG Ananobi. It's like every single fucking team could use him. Imagine him in that backcourt. Like 20 teams where, oh my God, where maybe can calls on him. You, you would literally be hard pressed to find a signal. And the Lakers just let him, him walk. Imagine yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. And, and, you know, imagine him next to Darian Fox in that backcourt, like what a terror yeah. that would be. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, there's moves that they can make, but yeah, I do think they have to do something if they hope to, uh, you know, advance past the first round, make a deep run. Uh, but we'll, but we'll see what they decide to do. Well, let us know at Big Dog Ball Talk what you guys think of uh, anything we talked about today, what the best fit there for the Sacramento Kings are, uh, maybe a, a trade target you think you, you'd like to see them uh, uh, acquire in uh, this this season before the deadline strikes. Uh, what do you think, uh, Josh Giddy? innocent or not? Uh, let us know at Big Dog Ball Talk, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook for you old heads. We're all there at Big Dog Ball Talk. We want to see you guys. We want to hear from you. Let us know. Uh, this has been Matt Icorn. Jordan Flegel. We will be back on Monday. Have a good weekend, everybody. Get stuffed. And as my good friend Jordan always says. Speaking of get stuffed, happy Thanksgiving uh, oh, uh, to yeah, all of our... Ta- that's what I was talking about. American, <laughs> to all of our American listeners. Uh, we are recording this on Thanksgiving, on the Thursday. I think that's Thanksgiving, right? Is, is today yeah, Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think so. They get both work? days off work. Yeah, those fucks. Two Fuck days. It's so great about your Thanksgiving, man, because then tomorrow's like the Black Friday too, right? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Which yeah. is the states. Hey, hey, stay strong out there, guys. Stay safe. Stay. Lock your doors. Right. It's pretty much the purge. Or it used oh. to be at least. I think we're all yeah. too depressed to do it now. <laughs> I think we all just shop online anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yep. uh, anyway, happy, happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone's, uh, you know, enjoyed their turkey uh, last night when you're listening to this. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, we, we've all got that weird. I mean, we mentioned it. We've all got that. Those, you know, relatives like like Greg Popovich. The world has kind of passed them by. Um, you know, fuck with them. Uh, you know, don't have yeah. any mercy on them. Uh, fuck with them. Uh, make jokes at their expense. That's if what I If you aren't the one ruining the, the family dinner, then uh, you're, you're, you're not, not. You're not the big dog. You're not a big dog. <laughs>